0: Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2021, Muscle and Myth, Animal versus Plant Protein, by David Cameron Smith with lesmills.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome back to another weekend edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And with that, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Muscle and Myth, Animal vs. Plant Protein by David Cameron Smith with lesmills.com Meat is usually considered the most protein-rich food, yet plants supply most of the protein consumed by humans globally. So, is one better than the other. Here's what you should know for your diet and your exercise regimen. Every cell and drop of our blood contains many thousands of different types of proteins. And each of these proteins is built from the protein we eat. It's found in every imaginable type of food. Animal products including meat, poultry, fish, and eggs are usually considered the most protein rich. But worldwide, it's the protein found in plants that supply at least 60% of the total protein consumed by humans. So if you think protein equals meat and dairy, think again. Whole grain cereals, nuts, beans and legumes, and an amazing array of fermented plant foods such as tofu and tempeh are all rich sources of protein. And while the importance of proteins for human health has long been known, what is still debated is how much and what types of proteins are best for human health. How do animal and plant proteins differ? We humans need all 20 of the amino acids that make up proteins, but these differ between animal and plant foods. Animal foods generally contain complete proteins, while plant foods are often made of incomplete proteins. A complete protein contains all nine of the essential amino acids, the ones that cannot be made inside the body, so they must be consumed. Although all 20 amino acids are necessary, the remaining 11 can either be sourced from food or manufactured inside the body. While plant foods may still have all the essential amino acids, the levels tend to vary. Also, plant-based proteins are generally harder to digest and are absorbed more slowly. These differences affect our metabolism. Plant proteins are lower in a group of amino acids known as branched-chain amino acids, abbreviated BCAA. This group includes leucine, the superstar amino acid found in high concentrations in bodybuilding protein powders. However, the relative benefits of animal and plant proteins are not straightforward. While it might be great for building muscle, for example, high levels of circulating leucine are also present in people at risk from diabetes. And while plant proteins may not supercharge muscle building after exercise, they may help with longer-term health. Large population data from the US analyzing death rates over 26 years has shown high consumption of protein from animal sources like meat, eggs, or dairy, slightly increases mortality, or death. It was processed and unprocessed red meats, including pork products, not fish and poultry, that were most dangerous. At the same time, higher consumption of protein from plant sources, breads, cereals, pasta, beans, nuts, and legumes, improved longevity. The health effects of protein-rich plant foods may come down to specific benefits from the combinations of amino acids within each food type, although it is likely the full nutritional mix of plant foods is also important. Plant foods also have healthy mono- and polyunsaturated fatty acids, omega-3 fatty acids, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, other phytochemicals, and dietary fiber, basically a healthy cocktail of ingredients. What protein do I need when I'm exercising? Consuming protein during exercise is not the secret to unlocking more power or sustained performance. But protein is needed after exercise to repair, replenish, and rebuild muscle. A wave of protein synthesis begins in the muscles in the hours after exercising. While measurable for up to 24 hours after a workout, most of the action takes place in the first 4 to 6 hours. Whey protein dominates the sports protein supplement market precisely because it acts quickly. Dairy protein. A mixture of casein and whey is rich in essential amino acids, but whey protein is the most rapidly digested, releasing amino acids into the blood within 30 minutes. This gives it the edge over many other foods, including meat, fish, eggs, legumes, and casein, which require at least one hour before the stomach releases most of the protein for digestion. Current scientific knowledge suggests the maximum actions of protein after exercise peak at a total ingested dose of less than 40 grams. Now, this effect does depend on the type of exercise, the age of the person, and the gender of the person. But building and repairing muscle is a complicated process, and extra protein amounts to only a small percentage of the total gains. There really is no natural protein solution that delivers the rapid anabolic gains, t-shirt exploding, chest expansion, and bulging biceps promised by some advertising. So while chugging protein will assist with some muscle gain after exercise, it isn't a reason to abandon real food. As with all biological systems, protein synthesis is carefully limited within the muscles. And sorry, no amount of high-protein food or protein shake consumption when you are not exercising will make you magically grow more muscle. Apart from meat and dairy, where can we find the best protein? The plant kingdom is full of nutritious, high-protein foods. The wonder of plant-based proteins is that you can find something for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks in between. Here are some you should try. One, legumes. These include chickpeas, lentils, kidney beans, burlotti beans, soybeans, and peanuts. Legumes are the key to the so-called Mediterranean diet and are packed full of dietary fiber too. Two, nuts. These include almonds, walnuts, pecans, cashews, and Brazil nuts. Nuts are also an incredible source of minerals, including iron, selenium, and zinc. About a quarter cup is a nutritious snack that can keep the hunger pangs at bay. Three, seeds. These include sunflower seeds, chia seeds, flax seeds, sesame seeds, and pumpkin seeds. Many of these are a rich source of omega-3 fatty acids too. Four, grains, including whole wheat, oats, quinoa, buckwheat, and amaranth. From sourdough bread to the light and tasty goodness of quinoa, whole grains are also low-glycemic index foods. And five, soy products, including tempeh, tofu, and edamame. Finally, can I get all my dietary protein from vegetables? It's easy to achieve adequate protein intakes if you mix and match your plant sources. No, you're not going to get enough protein from celery or lettuce alone, so incorporate lots of different high-protein plant foods in your diet. The debate about meat and health will continue for many years. But in the meantime, a healthy, omnivorous diet should aim to have red meat no more than three times a week with fish and poultry making up the other meals. Try a meat-free meal on occasions using the tips discussed today. You just listened to the post titled, Muscle and Myth, Animal vs. Plant Protein by David Cameron Smith with lesmills.com. slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I really appreciated that today's author, David, said that no amount of high-protein foods or consuming protein shakes will make you magically grow more muscle, especially if you're not exercising. In order for the muscles to grow, they have to be used. If you want all of that extra protein you're eating to actually get sent to your muscles, then you have to create a demand for that to happen. If you don't use your muscles, they won't need any extra protein. In fact, if you do consume extra protein, the body will treat it like any other extra. Whether it's extra carbs, extra fat, extra calories, or extra protein, the body's gonna convert it to long-term storage for later. You know what that's called fat. So yes, consuming too much protein can backfire too. It may end up as body fat. All right, that'll do it for the Saturday episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back here tomorrow, as usual, where your optimal life awaits.